You're listening to a live, previously recorded version of This Podcast is for Women, episode number 49. This is about coping with abandonment and anxiety in your relationships. I'm going to share tips for overcoming the fear of rejection, fear of being abandoned. I talk a lot about how we ended up this way, how we feel abandoned now as adults. Does it have anything to do with our childhood? And if so, how does feminine energy help you heal these fears and allow you to be present and available with your heart unzipped in the relationship. I hope you enjoy this episode and feel free to join me for my next live podcast. The links are below in the description. You can also watch the video on YouTube. I should have that link available for you as well. And as always, I love to hear from you in the comments section. Please do leave me a message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Adrienne Everhart, your feminine energy dating relationship lifestyle coach. I'm here for this very special live episode of this podcast is for women to talk about abandonment, anxiety, and emotional unavailability, and how this appears in your relationship and what you can do with feminine energy in your life, how you can actually transform anxiety, abandonment, and a lot of the fears we have associated with our relationship. So for everyone joining, welcome. I'm so, so glad you are here with me. I am excited about this topic, and I really believe that anxiety and a lot of the feelings we feel, instead of someone giving you empty advice, like let it go, or you can heal yourself, or you can have this affirmation, or just focus on positivity, Instead of a lot of that advice, which don't get me wrong, totally helpful advice, but a lot of this with feminine energy is about retraining your brain and getting on track with the thoughts and feelings you do want to be having. So let's get started. Abandonment, anxiety, and emotional unavailability can start as early as childhood, but it can also develop later in life. Now, in tonight's live podcast, I'm going to cover these three topics and take a deep dive into how we speak to ourselves and our inner girl. Now, a masculine energy trait is to look outside of yourself for healing, whether you find comfort in a pint of ice cream, tracking your partner's whereabouts on their iPhone, or indulging in anxious and repetitive thoughts where you have the fear of being abandoned or replaying events where you have been abandoned by someone you love. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. 
Now, whether you're facing daily bouts of anxiety, such as I was at one time, I couldn't make it through an entire day, it seemed like, without having some sort of anxiety attack, or if you're in the midst of a relationship that is ended, ending, or just wobbly and feeling incredibly uncomfortable, this is when our anxieties can go up the most and our inner boy swoops in to protect us and try to help us the best he can. So I'm actually going to share some feminine energy techniques that ground you and tame your busy mind, also known as feminine energy. Now, if you're joining this podcast live tonight, it's a good chance that you actually read my blog where I had this invite about my very first panic attack as a child. I was actually left home alone as a child. So it's important to understand that a child's brain has difficulty calming itself. And this is usually in the hands of an adult. It's an adult that comes in and calms us down, tells us soothing words, and really helps our brains develop into adults that can understand we're going to have a range of emotions. We're not always going to feel wonderful all the time. We're going to have anxieties and fears that pop up. We're going to have to deal with them and learn how to speak to ourselves. Now, what if there is no adult? What if you were growing up as a kid and the adults around you were emotionally unavailable? They didn't have the tools themselves to know how to handle anxiety, panic, abandonment, or maybe they were the ones abandoning you. So how do you and when do you as an adult learn to cope with anxiety and abandonment and these feelings? So the time is now, you're here with me now, whether you're facing it or you're feeling it currently, now is really the time to have a serious talk about awareness around the topics of anxiety, abandonment, and feeling emotionally unavailable and what these things all mean, how you put the puzzles together that form your relationships with a man, and how feminine energy plays a part in all of this. So as you're listening to this podcast, I want you to ask yourself about the times in your life where you first felt anxiety or abandonment, and how you coped, and how you've since gone on to cope the best you can as an adult. So keep that in the back of your mind during this process. A lot of us may already know where we were first abandoned and where we experienced this, but I actually didn't understand how heavy rejection had been in my life with my father, a man I loved, until I was rejected by the man I call the artist. I talk about him a lot more in the ABCs to get him back program and a lot of my other material about how he just walked over one day and said, I don't want to be in a relationship. And everything that I had built up with him, all my hopes and dreams and all the things we'd gone through, gone just in that second. So the feelings of abandonment were real, but how I dealt with them was definitely more like that of a triggered child. So let's talk a little bit about anxiety. Anxiety can really feel like it comes out of nowhere and it surprises you. Suddenly your heart's beating fast, you're breathing quickly, and you're having overwhelmed overwhelming feelings of doom and gloom and anxiety can really present itself very unique to everyone but it's really important to understand that prior to those feelings you're having some sort of thought you're thinking something that's giving you this feeling and at first when I heard this I really rejected the idea because I was absolutely convinced that a feeling would just manifest and pop into my body 
just like instincts do or hunches do or ideas do. But really, my brain is circling around a topic. And then finally, it reaches a point or a conclusion that gives me a thought or a series of thoughts that lead to anxiety. So let's go a little bit deeper. Now, prior to those feelings, you're having a thought or a judgment about a situation or thing. And it's either in the past, it's in the present, or it's in the future. Most likely, it is in the future. It doesn't even exist yet, but you're already feeling anxiety about it and it's not even happening. Now, there's a good chance that nothing major is going on that should require panic. And if you're anything like me, in times where things have been in the most crisis situation, that's when I'm actually my most calm. That's when I'm really well put together and I can handle any obstacle that's put in front of me. So it's not that everyone is wired to work that way, but it's just something that it might be an indicator to show you what type of anxiety you have. But ultimately, there's a voice that speaks up inside of you that's either giving you information about security and comfort, or it's a voice that is spinning you emotionally out of control because you're believing and listening those thoughts. And why shouldn't you? No one's ever told you to really question your thoughts. We think something, we go into it. We might think that that's a little strange or out of the ordinary, but a lot of times by then the damage is done and we're feeling scared by our own thinking. So let's go back to abandonment. When someone we love walks out the door and abandons us, it's often that is when that voice comes alive in our bodies. And that is a voice of a wounded child. So a lot of us were abandoned as children and we have just never really recovered or held that child and helped heal that child to understand we've got an adult on board now. Back then we just had a child, but now you have an adult. So I had my first panic attack when my mom had to attend a business meeting out of town and she had to leave before it was time for me to go to school. And even though we had mapped everything out, my shoes were by the door, had a little peanut butter sandwich to eat for breakfast, had everything laid out. Everything in my world went wrong when I saw that trail of exhaust pipe going down the driveway and she was leaving me. I couldn't, uh, you know, get dressed right. My hands were shaking. I tried to eat my little peanut butter sandwich and I couldn't swallow. And uh, it was just anxiety on top of anxiety. And I was a little kid and there was nothing I could do. I had to, you know, go catch the school bus and go to school. So later I tried to explain that to my mom and she said, well, you're okay now. You know, you're with me now. She did the best she could. And she really, really didn't want to go leave early to go to this meeting. So it just gives you a little idea of like the stability I had or didn't have, but even the best parent may not really meet your needs. So I'm going to tell you one other quick story about abandonment in my life, because I want to share with you a couple of examples so that you can begin to possibly understand where abandonment and anxiety was first born in your world. Now, my parents were separated and headed for divorce. And there was a time where my mom had wanted me to call my dad, uh, collect call, and 
I didn't really want to talk to him. I didn't really want to have to, to speak to him, but it was part of their agreement that I would call once a week to let my dad know how I was doing. And I, for some reason, I had to use a phone booth. So I know that things were not good with my parents during that time. And that was already some anxiety. And no doubt I was feeling. So I call him collect. And back then, for those of you who don't know what a collect call is, it's where you actually call someone and the operator uh, ask the person if they will accept the charges for your call. So here I am, little Adrian, calling her dad. And when they say, when the operator asks, will you accept the collect calls? My dad says no and audibly hung up the phone. So it was in that moment that the world kind of fell out from under my feet. I started crying like crazy. I, it was everything to just walk to the car, I remember, because I had been rejected. And rejection is a big part of this because it's not always what you're expecting. And that's another part of it is when my dad answered that phone, I knew I'd probably have to talk to him. I didn't really want to talk to him. But when he rejected me, it was a game changer. So I'm going to ask you, how many men in your life have already done that to you where you're maybe not that into them? You think they're just okay. And then they slowly grow on you. And just when you're ready to go to that next level with them, they reject you. And that's almost when it hurts the most because you are expecting things to unfold and be okay. So for a lot of us, this is the birth of insecure attachment style, anxiety, and other things that we have in our life that leave us trapped in worry and fear that it's going to happen again, that we're in the future. Now, again, this is masculine energy. It's about worrying ahead of time, trying to find out anything that can go wrong and how to fix it. And you forget how to live your life in your glorious, wonderful feminine energy. And this is true even for men who face anxiety. Their inner boy is in a place where he is aggressively in the future. And the man is not able to actually feel his feelings, embrace himself, and be in the moment. Now, whether or not you were raised by emotionally available parents or narcissistic parents or whatever you may believe or have been told about your parents, I rarely see anyone who has had parents that were perfect, <laughs> that raised them in a perfect environment. Now, this isn't to say that what your parents did was right or that they aren't responsible in some way because they were. They were the adult around you. They were responsible for taking care of you and making sure that you were safe. But I want you to use a very important feminine energy tool, which is empathy. And empathy and clarity go hand in hand in that I want you to zoom back and see your parents at their education level, at their emotional level, the challenges that they were going through at that time, and even their personality and their temperament and their own past history and see them really doing the very best that they could in that moment in time. Now, I had a lot of questions that I really wanted my mom to answer in particular because my dad, he was very easy to figure out his qualities, his characteristics. I just didn't want to be around him. But my mom, on the other hand, she was the one that kept going back to my dad and we constantly had this back and forth, back and forth. And I don't mean constantly, but uh, several times they tried to work it out. So you really get into this place where you are learning by example. 
how your parents solve problems and how they fix things. And you ask yourself, wait, why didn't my parent do more? Why didn't they, you know, move us to grandma's house? Or why didn't this happen or that happen? And you might want questions answered. Hi, this is Adrienne Everhart, and I'm curious, are you ready to attract a loving partner and create your very own happily ever after? Maybe you've seen my growing list of testimonials on my Instagram page, or somehow you've been drawn to my work with feminine energy. I've helped a lot of women find true love, get engaged, married, and some even remarried. I want to help do the same wonderful thing in your life. I want to share Fem Tools for Dating. It's a program on my website and it's waiting for you. You see, dating can feel really difficult. And I teach you how to go from feeling invisible and intimidated online to creating connection with men and calling forth quality men into your life. Step by step, I guide you from the very first hello to happily ever after. I teach you so many feminine energy tools along the way and so, so much more. Now, if you want a coach that gets results and has methods that have helped women all over the world, Fem Tools is available when you need it. So head on over to my website. That's Everheart Coaching, E-V-E-R-H-E-A-R-T Coaching, and look for Fem. That stands for Feminine Energy Mindset Method. Trust me, ladies, this very affordable program does not disappoint. You are invited to join my online coaching community. I have a private online coaching community where I teach monthly classes. I have guest coaches, guest speakers, moderators, and so much to share with you. You can join as a member on a monthly basis and cancel at any time. You can post questions, help others where you can lend an answer, and access our library list of growing classes and workshops. There's so much fun in this group and I especially love the supportive community. It's on a monthly basis so you can join and cancel at any time. Head on over to diamondgirl.me group. That's D-I-A-M-O-N-D-G-I-R-L dot me slash group. I can't wait to see you over at I Heart Love Academy. I want you to just for a little while, let go of any masculine energy outcome. And that is, I have to know the answer. I have to know why and things like that. It's getting all these questions answered and solved. So instead, I want you to just see your parents as they are see what they were really capable of and understand that you are an adult now. You are in charge now. And it's up to you what you do with the cards that you were dealt. Because when you were a child at the time, you had no control over those cards. But now you do. So let's move on to masculine energy and how this comes in and sabotages your thinking, especially when it comes to anxiety and abandonment. Now, I want you to understand again that every feeling you have in your body starts off as some sort of thought, and there may be some sort of consequence or environment that you're in, but ultimately your brain makes a very quick decision 
and has a thought that you begin to then have a feeling and it becomes a vicious cycle. And it really requires a lot of awareness to get out of. So here is the big secret. Awareness is the key to change. So now that you're aware that you have an abandonment issue or an anxiety issue, or that your parents didn't do the best job, but you're aware of who they were, you are in reality, you're very clear about this, or you are aware of your partner's back and forth behavior, whatever it may be, you're aware of how you're responding and reacting in those moments. So if you are noticing you have abandonment or you're insecure or you have a fear of being rejected or other anxieties in your life, I want you to begin to go back and retrace the thoughts you're thinking before that feeling really manifests. Notice what you're doing. Notice what you're thinking. As soon as you begin to slow down your mind and you can find out these little thoughts you're thinking, it's going to be a massive game changer for you. Yes, our thoughts are automatic, but we don't have to believe them. And I'm going to give you some tips about how to kind of flip them over, get them more into the feminine. And I want to just share really quick that for a long time, I had a big anxiety about driving. I would have these huge panic attacks when I was driving because I was overcoming a big health, my big first health thing I had and with my autoimmune conditions. And I was so worried that while driving, my arms would get so tired that I physically wouldn't be able to take care of myself. And I had to learn how to talk to myself as an adult because you could really hear a little kid saying, well, what if I drive and my arms get tired and I can't drive anymore? Well, I would have to say to my inner girl, I'm going to rest one arm at a time, drive with this one, and then I'm going to rest it. And I would bring a pillow and put it in my lap to rest my arm on. I found ways as an adult to really face those fears by listening to myself, getting aware of what the fear really, really was. Whether it's losing control, not being able to depend on yourself, depend on your body. This is what being an adult 101 is all about. No matter what a man has said or done to you in your life, ultimately it is you that is in charge of your feelings, decisions, and actions. So I'm putting that power back into your hands as an adult so that no one will ever again take advantage of you or fall into these situations again, because you're the adult, you make your decisions, you decide to agree or disagree with what's happening to you in most situations. Uh, There's always the one person who writes me and says, but what if I'm kidnapped (laughs) or something like that? And that's the time to panic. That's the time to absolutely feel abandonment because this is out of your control. So let's take the example of a relationship or if you are a fear, you're in fear of your partner leaving or if your partner has left. I want you to really get in touch with how much control you ultimately do or do not have over that person. Now, the truth is we really don't have control over our partners. There aren't many things you do have absolute control over, if any. Control so often is an illusion. What we do have is the relationship with yourself, your ability to speak to yourself. And again, have boundaries, get yourself to a safe environment, have safe conversations with yourself, 
have realistic awareness conversations with yourself, you have that ability. This is where you take back the control that you want to have on someone else. And you instead reverse that and apply that to yourself and see where you can do and be doing things to help you to feel better. Now, this is about having trusting the wisdom inside of you and trusting yourself as a feminine energy woman that your ability to think and have healthier thoughts and intercepting these thoughts is just a few seconds away from you at any moment in time. So instead of boy energy, thinking that he can immediately solve or fix or run from anything that is worrying him or upsetting him, feminine energy allows you to freely talk. You can talk openly with yourself, a friend, therapist, or counselor if you need to about what you're feeling and experiencing and get real about where you're controlling, wanting to control someone and what is truly, truly in your control. And the best part of all for me was really realizing I was thinking something before these feelings were happening to me. I would have some thought pop into my head. It's always very interesting when that started happening. All right, everyone, um, I'm going to open you up and see if anyone would like to raise their hand and ask a question. Okay, I'm going to start with Christina. I'm going to ask you to unmute Christina. Hi, Adrian. Hi, how are you? Hey, good. I miss you. I love seeing your face. Thank you. <laughs> Great to hear um, from you. I have many questions, um, but I do know, I just realized I should probably pick one that directly relates to what you just said. That would be helpful. <laughs> Ideally, we want to stay on topic, but you know, if you have one burning question, and again, I would like everyone, if you can put it into a question, that'll help me get to many of you tonight, but go ahead. Let's hear what you have. Oh yeah. All my questions are very quick. Um, now, do, we're not supposed to apologize to them, right? No, you can apologize to anyone at any time if you've done something wrong. Absolutely. Okay. I thought there was something about not apologizing a lot or something. Well, you just said the word a lot. <laughs> okay. And I think that um, if you have a man that's kind of holding something over you um, and you are continually having to apologize, that's when you use my script. I notice this keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. I've apologized. Mm -hmm. Is there something more you need me to do or say? But absolutely, if you've done something that you feel was off base or just you want to be empathetic, use your really, really get him tool, you absolutely apologize. But it's just not an ongoing thing. I always say you apologize once. Okay, awesome. And um, I, I found a question that directly relates to what you were just talking about. Mm. Um, so when we get triggered and we say are experiencing anger, what is the best feminine way to handle it? Because, you know, us women are human too, and we could definitely, you know, have some New York moments. We're the humanest of human. You're absolutely right. I love what you said, New York moment. <laughs> so true. So anger is, a, for me, about control. When someone cuts you off in traffic, they should not be driving that way. I'm queen of the world. And you get angry because they should be doing something different. For me, a big one's at airports. I don't think anyone should be speaking at airports. At airports, we should all be quiet and respectful of everyone's space because I'm queen of the world. 
I want to control what's happening. So anger is almost always about control. It's really important to ask yourself, what am I trying to control? What or whom am I trying to control? Do you have an answer for us? I think it relates to everything you just mentioned. I think on a deep level, it's like, you know, a deep abandonment wounds as like a kid that probably caused a lot of other circumstances with men in my life, um, which sort of caused probably like what we all know is probably PTSD. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And your way out of this starts with not running from those feelings, but actually going, oh, I'm thinking about the time that, you know, he walked out on me. Oh, I'm thinking about the time that uh, this terrible thing happened, whatever it may be. And instead of being like, oh, God, there's that thought again and it keeps coming back to me. You can instead say, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about that and have a have a little talk with yourself. You know, whether it's that happened in the past, I'm an adult. I won't let that happen to you right now. I'm doing everything I can to protect myself and my boundaries. But make friends with that thought and see if you can't, again, retrain your brain to not grabbing onto it and, and continually re-triggering you with that trauma. Okay, awesome. Okay, I'm going to save my other ones for later in case there's time so other people can ask. Thank you so much for that. It's very sweet. And I'm, I'm really Thank glad to, to speak with you, uh, Christina. Great questions. I'm going to move on to Yana and then Brie, I'm coming for you after that. Hi there, Yana Steve's iPhone. How are you? Hi, Adrian. I'm good. Thank you. I've got a question about um, anxiety and abandonment issues. And I noticed there would be, I'm quantum dating at the moment because I just broke up with my ex. And I noticed there would be like a particular man that I would be feeling the most anxious with, but not with other guys. So if the other guys don't text me, it doesn't bother me. But if that particular one doesn't text me, I get really anxious instead of thinking. (laughs) I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a guess and say they are from they're kind of familiar men, or they're high value men, or a man that you would really kind of like to have. Is that who they are? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, really attracted to and lots of chemistry that feels a bit toxic to a point yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's the weird thing about familiarity and this is why i get everyone to date the non-applicable or non-applicable man is that you're really wanting to learn how to date a different type of man because the things that are actually familiar to us and there are so many uh scientific studies on this the things that are familiar to us are actually usually things with our parents that we're trying to fix or control or figure out. I mean, it is what mommy issues and daddy issues are made of. And I would imagine this is possibly what you're feeling with these men, but also, you know, again, it's that control of, I want them to be the one to reach out to me when instead the conversation you need to be having with yourself or could be having with yourself is, how is this person treating me? How are they showing up right now? Is this my ideal type of partner? Yeah, I, I've been sort of asking myself that, excuse me. <clears throat> but I think because it's so early on, I don't feel like I have not not the right to say something, but 
I just feel like it's too early to bring this up. Oh, totally. Yeah, my- it is with them. And again, this is why you're <laughs> dating someone. So for those of you that are figuring out dating and all these, you know, intricacies, such as apologizing and when do you ask a person to be not be late or text you a couple of times a day, this is the purpose of dating. And this is why I have femme tools for dating. Femme tools for dating is all about, this is why I'm dating. I'm dating to see how you treat me, to see if you call me, to see if you still continue to show up. No one owes anyone a thing. I'm just dating you. I'm seeing where this goes. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hi, this is Adrian Everhart, and I'm curious. Are you ready to attract a loving partner and create your very own happily ever after? Maybe you've seen my growing list of testimonials on my Instagram page, or somehow you've been drawn to my work with feminine energy. I've helped a lot of women find true love, get engaged, married, and some even remarried. I want to help do the same wonderful thing in your life. I want to share Femme Tools for Dating. It's a program on my website and it's waiting for you. You see, dating can feel really difficult. And I teach you how to go from feeling invisible and intimidated online to creating connection with men and calling forth quality men into your life. Step by step, I guide you from the very first hello to happily ever after. I teach you so many feminine energy tools along the way and so, so much more. Now, if you want a coach that gets results and has methods that have helped women all over the world, Fem Tools is available when you need it. So head on over to my website. That's Everheart Coaching, E-V-E-R-H-E-A-R-T Coaching, and look for Fem. That stands for Feminine Energy Mindset Method. Trust me, ladies, this very affordable program does not disappoint. problem with dating is that after you know a few dates we sometimes become sexual with a person and then when you're sexual with them you feel like you're in a relationship but you're not you know it gets really complicated I don't know if that's what you're experiencing <clears throat> not yet luckily okay. <laughs> not sure oh there with all these feelings but um intensive dating I've got the pencils and I was just wondering like how long would you give this person? Like, how long would you date them? Is it three months or less than three months? You know, it's really up to you how long that you want to just date someone and see where it goes. Um, it's also about having some conversations at some point. Like, you know, after five to seven dates or however it's feeling, you can ask a person say, you know, the past few weeks have felt wonderful dating you. Where do you see us going? And if the guy goes, well, I really like dating you. I just want to keep doing that for a while. If that's what you want to do, you keep doing it. If you're catching a lot of feelings, you're starting to feel more for that person. I want you to be able to say, you know, I'm catching a lot of feelings for you. I am getting 
attached and I, you know, I want to be a wife someday and I don't want to put any pressure on you or the relationship, but I might have to be moving on. And that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'd really rather you just keep quantum dating and keep your favorite guy in your rotation and just see where things go. Yeah. Thank you. I think that really helped. Yeah. Oh, Yana, I'm happy to help. You take good care. I'm going to move over to Bree. I'm coming for you, asking you to unmute. Hi. Hi, how are so, you? I'm doing good. Um, so my question actually kind of relates to the last girls and just kind of what you were saying about giving um, – you know, seeing how a man treats you in the first, in the beginning, and also something you said in your program and uh, how to get the, how, how to get the one without coming undone, Natalina, uh -huh. um, yeah. you said something about, somebody asked the question about, like, if, you know, if a guy doesn't ask you out after the first date, or doesn't, like, text you after the first date, even though it was an amazing date, um, what do you do, and you were like, you got to just pass on him. So my question is, so say it's that circumstance, however, maybe it was something um, like another circumstance that potentially he just needs time to consider or like, say you kind of maybe had anxiety that um, started to self-sabotage it. Is that if he were to come around, would that still be an instance where, when you should still pass on him if he didn't right. kind of. Um, so, so let me ask you an interesting question, Bree. Okay. If you didn't pass on this man, what would you do? If he's not calling you, he's not asking you on a date, and you didn't pass on him, what would that look like? Probably just maybe holding um, a little bit more space for him, still doing, you know, still dating other men, still going on dates, still bringing myself joy and doing the things that I, that make me happy but just kind of being more accepting when he comes back around rather than letting, you know, just ignoring his text. Totally, if he, you know, totally. Out. So remember, a guy can go away and then come back and then he can go away, come back and go away and come back and go away and come back. And then you have some sort of like dysfunctional reward system thing going on. I'm going to cover that in a future podcast where we always get hooked on a person for coming back. And we end up waiting out all the difficult times. I don't think you're in that type of situation. I think you might have just met a great guy. The timing's not, not, you know, what he needs. And you're doing something really healthy, which is like, okay, I like him. And, it, and so, so be it. If he comes back around, great. I'll go on a couple of dates with him. I'll restart the cycle again. I'll restart the mm -hmm. pro process again. Now, ultimately, you're doing something that I don't know if anybody uh, here over the age of 45, uh, under the age of 45 knows this term, but it's called carrying a torch for someone. I don't know if kids still use that saying, but you know, you're kind of carrying a torch for someone. You're keeping a candle lit. You're hoping that eventually they will come back. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem that I hear from clients is when they say, no one was like this guy that I still love, that I'm still carrying a torch for. No one's like him. I'm not meeting anyone like him. And it's just him. I'm just going to wait for him to come back. And I'm going to hell Mary pass. No. Okay. I hope you can see the difference. And I don't really think that that's what you're doing at all. I think you've met a great guy with good connection. 
and it's just not the right time for him. But yes, he may come back around totally. And when he does, just start over the diet, dating uh, cycle again. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, because I mean, I didn't wasn't going to get into like details, but um, like he had like he I had dated his friend in the past and then didn't end very well. Mm-hmm. So that he found that out. So it's just like, okay, well, maybe that will ruin it. Maybe that's the end for him. Or maybe he just needs time to digest that and figure it out and, you know, have his manly time yeah. to think. And then if he wants to figure it out, that's up to him. You know, you know, what's so interesting about that is that sometimes we learn something and we're just done with a person. It's happened to me uh, when I was in the dating cycle, I would just learn a piece of information about a person. And I'd be like, I can't, I can't do that. And it's so easy to just say no to a relationship. But I will tell you, if that's what he's doing, or if that's not what he's Mm -hmm. doing, a man will move mountains to be with you. The right man will move mountains to be with you. I don't care if you dated his brother, his best friend, or anybody. If a man has met you, and it's happened in history, it's totally happened where women have been with a family member or a close friend, and then they end up meeting the person they're meant to be with. So just remember, a man will move mountains to be with you. Don't lose any sleep over this guy. Keep quantum dating. You're doing everything really perfectly, it sounds like. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. All all thanks to your help. I'm honored to help you. And I think the program that Bree mentioned is uh, a package that I have with my friend Helena Hart. It's on my website. I bet everyone here knows who my friend Helena is, uh, but it's a uh, dating unzipped and finding the one without coming undone. So thank you, Bree. Thank you. I'm going to move on to, I believe, Becca and then Ray. I'm going to ask you to unmute Becca. Hi there, Becca. How are you? Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Well, what's your question tonight? Um, my question is, um, so I'm 47 years old. I I'm divorced. Um, I've been doing a lot of dating, whatever. Um, but now I'm in a relationship, um, with a great guy. Um, it, we've been together almost two years, not quite two years. Um, but my previous boyfriend, I guess, um, he completely ghosted me. Um, so I get really triggered with my current boyfriend, even though he's completely different when I don't hear from him for like a few hours, even though like logically I know like he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it'll be like a couple hours, I don't hear from him. I get really triggered and I have this like, oh my gosh, what is he doing? How come I haven't heard from him? Because my previous boyfriend, um, we were living together maybe like a month or two, and he just like moved out, didn't tell me. I came home, his stuff was gone, and he just like emailed me like later. So now, even though this guy is obviously completely different, we've been together a good while now, I just get really triggered, and I don't know like how to not be being. So I don't know. (laughs) Well, someone had mentioned earlier PTSD, and I tell you, it's real. It's absolutely real in a relationship. And there's a lot more research and care going into that for uh, health providers to be able to help people uh, experiencing that. Because I was someone who had to come home once upon a time to an empty house. And I tell you, it's devastating. Um, Maybe it would have been better to actually see everything get moved out. You know, maybe I could have processed it a little better. But, you know, you are where you are now. 
and it sounds like you've got a good guy. A couple of things I want to bring up. You've been in a relationship for two years is that you might be having some really natural feelings of where's this going? I want to be a wife one day. Are we totally committed? Are we totally on the same page? I'm curious where you stand with him about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I really want to get remarried. Um, the only thing is that I have two minor children. He has one minor child. I'm not so sure I'm ready to blend our families yet because sometimes oh. that's difficult. Uh -huh. So, so has he like asked you to marry him? <laughs> um, we we have talked about it. I just think we're both not ready quite yet. And okay, I, so I what happens before marriage? <laughs> um, engagement. Yeah. <laughs> you just get engaged. <laughs> I'm not even sure I'm ready for that honestly, but I just like I, I don't know what my problem is like I really do want to get remarried just with my I think if I didn't have children and it didn't affect them um, I, I just don't want to have an adverse effect on them and be like the parent that's causing my kids problems in the future because of me screwing them up kind of thing um, well you know I, I'm glad like that you're, I'm glad that you're bringing this up because it's absolutely real um, you know when a blended families. I mean, it's a huge, that's couples therapy right now and blended families therapy. You know, that's the, that's the new big topic is how to make a blended family work. I'm a little concerned that some of your fear about that, I'm not ready for that. That is maybe he can feel that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that there might be like just this energy exchange happening between you two. And so when he goes away, you're starting to feel that that energy, that negative space that you have with this, with you guys. So when mm -hmm. he's in front of you, I see you, you see me, you're here. Everything's good. Uh Oh, I don't see you. What's happening to my world? <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So that's about like, let's have a conversation about what we both want long-term, short-term, hear him out, let him know, ask him what he really wants to have, how you want the relationship to feel. You don't need to tell him that you're having these anxieties when he leaves or goes a couple hours without messaging you. He, he knows it, you know, he's already aware he can feel it. I would imagine. Yeah. Just feel with each other, have that conversation at some point. And I think maybe just by airing it, you might be able to be able to talk to your wounded inner girl and say, you know, that other guy left us. This guy could leave us too. He absolutely could. But in this moment, I am okay. My partner's here with me. It feels wonderful to have a partner that's loving and present. And it feels wonderful to not worry that, you know, if he's not going to call me or come over tonight. I love having this type of relationship and just have that positive stream of communication with yourself. Great advice. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, and I really feel for you. I think it's um, getting abandoned like that is, is a tough one. It's really tough. It takes a while to get over. I mean, uh, I've, I have not hid this from anyone that even when Jeff and I got back together, for a long time, I would have uh, bad dreams where I would wake up and he would just be gone and everything would be gone. Or I'd pull up in the driveway and I wouldn't see his cart and my heart would just stop for a second. 
And it really took a long time to talk to myself <laughs> and remind myself, like, listen, he may disappear. He may go away. This is completely out of my control, but I am going to be okay. And the right man, the right person is going to be with me, stand by my side. I have no doubts about that. And I have to trust. This is the part of being vulnerable in love is trusting yourself with someone who could absolutely wreck your world if they were to disappear. Now, it's a tough thing how enticing love and relationship is, but how much it can really hurt us. So just keep having these positive conversations with yourself. I think you'll get through this. I know you'll get through this. <laughs> All right. I think Ray was up next. Hi there, Ray. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I got your message. You said, what's the best way for intrusive thoughts when you've been ghosted and abandonment on that? I feel like I've kind of covered this already uh, yeah. in this call, but did you have anything further? Yeah, so I've recently been ghosted like this week. Um, This was my number one guy and I really thought that we were going somewhere. Um, You know, the conversation that we last had was positive and I'm just so surprised. I know he's got some family issues going on. I don't know whether to bring it up because it's coming to like two weeks or should I just leave it? How um, long were you together? Just... Were you like just dating or were you in a relationship? Uh, just dating. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you could start first off. I'm sorry that this has happened to you. Uh, there was a guy I was dating. Everything felt so good. And then he just, just never called me back. Just, that was it. Um, I've since developed a text that you can send called dot, dot, dot question mark. That's all you do. Just dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot question mark. Um, especially if things were going really good, going really well. Um, but the first place I want you to start, and this goes for anybody listening, understand what it truly means to be ghosted. And I think that ghosting has become this way that people just end any type of communication with someone and never talk to them again. So for example, I can't tell you how many real estate agents (laughs) or, um, uh, household help or, you know, yard service people that I've ghosted in my life because they come to me, they're offering me something. I never talk to them again. I don't owe them anything. You know, I don't owe them anything. And so that's an abstract way to look at this. But I want you to realize that there are people that you talk to all the time that you say, "Mm, no, thank you. And you never talk to them again. You don't owe them anything. And believe it or not, dating is the same way. It's the same way. We're dating no one owes me anything. You have just showed me what you're made of. If you never talk to me again, you've just shown me what you're made of. And that's not the stuff I want in a long-term partner. Um, You can send the dot, dot, dot question mark, just see what happens. But remember, Ray, a man is going to move mountains to be with you. And this is why you date. A guy is really showing you what he's made of. Um, And for anyone who doesn't have it, I teach you a lot of this in STEM tools for dating. Does that help, Ray? Yeah, it does help. But I think my fear is if I send the message and then he just leaves it because I was like in a relationship with someone and he just ghosted. And then I find out that he's in a whole new relationship. So it's triggering those he thoughts might, again. He might. It, that's the craziness about this. If you go down that little rabbit hole, you might get an answer. 
It's okay. up to you. It's always up to you. But remember, maybe he is in a new relationship. Boom. Even more proof from the universe. This is not my guy. Mm -hmm. My guy is still out there. This is not my guy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, being vulnerable. So, hey, I have to wrap things up with you, but I have loved having you all here in this live podcast episode. I will be doing another one of these in a couple of months. So make sure you're on my mailing list at my website. Head on over to everheartcoaching.com. If you go to podcast, you can sign up for the podcast mailing list or sign up for my email, email newsletter mailing list, and you'll get the updates that way and know the next time I do a live podcast. Also, if tonight's been fun and you want to do this with me every month and my talented coaches and ask me questions and be able to message me, I have a group called I Heart Love Academy. You get your first week free. It's a private community. We do Q&A. I teach classes. There is a vast class library. It's one monthly low charge. It's like a group membership, but you can cancel at any time, kind of like Netflix. Uh, but check that out. That's over at my website, everheartcoaching.com. Just click on coaching and it'll take you there. All right, beautiful ladies. Sorry to anyone else I didn't get to. I hope to see you next time or feel free to join my group and ask your question there. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Much love. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Adrian Everhart and I'm curious. Are you ready to attract a loving partner and create your very own happily ever after? Maybe you've seen my growing list of testimonials on my Instagram page, or somehow you've been drawn to my work with feminine energy. I've helped a lot of women find true love, get engaged, married, and some even remarried. I want to help do the same wonderful thing in your life. I want to share Fem Tools for Dating. It's a program on my website and it's waiting for you. You see, dating can feel really difficult, and I teach you how to go from feeling invisible and intimidated online to creating connection with men and calling forth quality men into your life. Step by step, I guide you from the very first hello to happily ever after. I teach you so many feminine energy tools along the way and so, so much more. Now, if you want a coach that gets results and has methods that have helped women all over the world, Fem Tools is available when you need it. So head on over to my website. That's Everheart Coaching, E-V-E-R-H-E-A-R-T Coaching, and look for Fem. That stands for Feminine Energy Mindset Method. Trust me, ladies, this very affordable program does not disappoint.